Everybody. Welcome to Top 5 Movies. This is Jonathan Burke. With me is Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And Michael Sanchez. Hello. And someone's got some extra background noise it's going. It's gone now, but uh, it sounded like someone was making a drink or something. I'm not sure. Um, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got my coffee in my hand and um, decaf, of course, because it is uh, at night when we're recording this. But... Um, it's odd because it's real sunny because of the time change. You guys messed up by that at all? Yes. Mm, not really. I was up at six, so. So you are you normally up at five though? Yeah. So technically, I was up at my normal time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a little later than normal, and I actually would have kept sleeping, but my dog woke me up this morning, um, like choking on something. I don't know, but she's okay. But she was making a lot of noise. It sounded like someone was slamming something up against the wall. And oh my yeah, that's what woke us up. We're like, what is that noise? And then I found her like hacking. I'm like, uh, all right, let's go outside and see what's uh, happening. Tell her to tell her to stay away from Christian Gray. I think. Uh... <laughs> oh gosh. But um, yeah, uh, the time change is messing us up. But we're we're here to do our top five movie podcast. And this week, our subject matter is going to be animated movies, um, because of the release of Beauty and the Beast. Although it's live action, um, Beauty and the Beast is a time honored and loved uh, animated film from Disney from early 90s and uh, we thought with the live adaptation coming out we should talk about some of our favorite animated films although I did something kind of different with my list that I didn't think about till now but one of our first episodes of top five movies is I think it's even our first episode but it's no longer available currently um, because we changed uh, servers um, and that was uh, top five I think we did Pixar movies or at least Disney movies yeah yeah uh, um, and we did that with uh, a guest host. It was me and Mike, and then um, Sean, who was a uh, he has a dis uh, disversal radio, um, which is available to download on any app store. Um, he joined us for the podcast because he's an expert with when it comes to uh, Disney quality stuff, and so we thought we would do Disney films with him. And that was in honor of I think Finding Dory was coming out. So with okay. my list, I have excluded Disney movies um, from my animated films. So I will not have a single Disney film in my animated list, um, despite having initially two of them. I, I removed them from my list because um, I thought, you know what? I've already talked about a few of these. I'm going to try to mix it up a little bit. So I went non-Disney animated films for mine, and that includes non-Pixar as a result. Hey, me too, but not for your reasons. Just not- <laughs> because they didn't show up on my list. Ah, well, mine did. Oh, my gosh. Or are all. <laughs> Yours, predicted, predicted that you would do that. So I was like, "That's it." Not even in my honorable mentions are there. Any. Oh, I have them in my honorable mentions, but uh, oh, my gosh. oh I, well, I am next level in you. Well, Corey, remember you were not on that episode, so no one's heard your list. Um, I know. I was kind of flipping out. I was like, "Do I not remember recording that?" Because I do have a really bad memory, but. Okay, good. But you nope. should have anticipated our our shout um, <laughs> out oh Disney Pixar films. God, Corey, you know how could did. I leave those out? I don't know if we I've watched did. five that aren't Disney. I'm just kidding. Oh, I've seen plenty, but um, oh, um, but yeah, I uh, I I think Mike's list is going to be a little more adult in his animated films. I think Mike's a little more versed in. Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't mean, I was thinking of a baseline going on there. We don't have. Uh, can we put that in post? <laughs> sure. 
Um, meaning like, uh, not, not like animation uh, after dark, not like that. I don't mean that. Yeah, that's the way you <laughs> I know I have a bad habit of phrasing things in ways that make me sound like I'm referring to something not, uh, appropriate, which I am not. Um, what I mean to say though, is that I think you watch more animated anime than uh, us. And I know for sure that you've seen more of the studio Ghibli films than us, which are considered by many to be the best animated films. And so I don't have a lot to pull from. Um, from that area. So I'm more of a mainstream animated film watcher, so mine will feel most likely like that. Uh, they will feel a lot more mainstream. Um, so pulling out the Pixar didn't really hurt my potential list, but it definitely, two of my uh, would have been guaranteed entries have been pulled off. So, um, Well, then I think we need to do these odds. Last time you guys were right on, I think, or one of you were, was. Ah, how many we would get, uh, or how many yeah, we would see. Yeah, mine off my list. Mm, I'm going to think I've seen one of yours just one of five so that means one. i will not have seen four off my i'm gonna say one as well okay so she she must have anticipated your answer of, yep. oh wait no she i was going to say two but i know how you do mike so <laughs> <laughs> All right. i'm gonna go with one now, also before we get it i i'm first this week too which i just remembered oh. but um before we get into our list i do want to quickly talk about the beauty and the beast film that's coming out on March um, 17th. I, I've seen trailers for this. I've been excited about it really since they cast Emma Watson as Belle, as I am a fan of Emma Watson. Um, but my daughter and I went and saw Table 19 this morning. Um, and before the film, they had a the most recent trailer for Beauty and the Beast, which I have not seen, where it basically shows a, a, at least a scene from every act of the movie and um, had a lot more. I mean, it was at least like, a, I feel like it was a three-minute trailer, but maybe it was like two and a half. But... Um, saw a lot of stuff I hadn't seen from the film uh, beforehand, um, even especially them dancing in the ballroom. And I got to say, I'm pretty excited about it. How do you guys feel about the Beauty and the Beast live action uh, remake? Well, I'm really glad they gave Justin Bieber a chance as the doll tie-in for Belle. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What? If you haven't seen the uh, the Bell um, figurine that you can now buy at Disney stores, uh, one of them looks like Justin Bieber, um, like a lot. Well, because he really needs more exposure too. Yeah, he's definitely not very famous, but he did so he did start on Radio Disney, so it makes sense. They might have just repurposed the Justin Bieber action figures that they had. Oh gosh! While. And he's a princess, so mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. Canadian princess. Oh my gosh! I'm super pumped for this movie. Um, Bill is not going to go see it with me so i've had to drag a friend into this um but i'm super excited although one of the last trailers that i saw um i'm afraid beast is gonna look a little weird guys because there's the part where she like rescues him from the wolves and she's like nursing him back to health and um and he's laying in the bed and oh but um his fur looks really weird in that scene huh i didn't I... notice that but i don't maybe wasn't paying attention to that in detail or something <sighs> I don't know. I think maybe I'm worried about it. Although I really enjoyed the Cinderella live action. Yeah, me too, actually. Treatment. But uh, going into it, I went into it very hesitantly. Yeah, I, I waited. Uh, I waited a I year and a half because I hated Maleficent so much. Uh, that movie is see, cool. So I, uh, the, when we already have a very competent animated one, I don't know. 
and this seems to be the trend. They're like, well, we need to make an animated version oh. of it. This is trend. Been- trend's not even fair because Disney has plans for basically every one of their big animated princess films and several of their non-princess films to be turned into a live action. Mm-hmm. I know they're casting oh. Aladdin right but now. Do, I mean, um, well, do we need them? Is the thing. I no, mean, and that's a great question. And of course, the difference with Cinderella compared to the animated was it was not a shot-for-shot remake. In fact, if it was closer yeah. to the original fairy tale than the animated one was. Um, Beauty and the Beast looks like a shot-for-shot remake of the animated, which really brings your question into point. Because if you look at Jungle Book from last year, it's not a shot-for-shot remake, which granted um, shouldn't it shouldn't have been anyways. But it, it has a lot of the moments, but they also expand a little bit. And he kind of blended the book a little more, from my understanding, with the original animated film. So if the other movies go that approach, because like think of Aladdin, like who are they going to get to replace Robin Williams' genie? Are they going to go for a more serious Aladdin, or are they going to try to keep the humor and if so, can anybody fill in the, sh- the shoes of Robin Williams as Genie? Um, he was such an iconic character that Disney's used him in dozens and dozens of things since then. Um, not to mention, they had hours, I understand, of like unused uh, voice acting from Williams as he was improving most of his moments. Um, so, like, they have like stockpiles of of him saying stuff as genie um that they could just slap into anything so it's interesting to, to see what they're going to do with that are they going to make it as fantastic like is he going to be a giant blue genie or is he going to just be a dude um or what if they reuse his dialogue not that they ooh, would do that but... i would hope not i mean like they are getting james Earl jones to be mufasa in the lion king but he's still alive to what? do the voice oh yeah the, you haven't heard about the yeah, live he's... action lion king which will have no live action elements because there's no people in it <laughs> but <laughs> oh my yeah, god see there it is and you see and that's the other thing it's like could you imagine all right well he's coming into audition all right, what you got and yeah. he, you know he's already just like uh what's his name that did the voice of optimus prime in the uh, in the cartoons and mm-hmm. then he still had to audition for the film well uh the, donald glover is going to be simba um oh yeah i remember and okay and john favreau is directing who did lion king so i'm excited about those things and it's supposed to be you know the same quality photorealistic looking animals that you had in jungle book but disney's doing this this is something that we're all kind of torn on but the reason we're torn is because we do love the old animated ones so i think that is a good segue into our list for this week which again is top five animated films um the three of us have made our list in secret we have not shared it to each other what our list are going to be and we will reveal that as as we go and like last week um if we have an overlap just say um let's talk about it when later like we did last week um so that we can you know give everyone that opportunity to actually have a conversation and not just a one-sided uh, comment so again if i if my first movie for example is on one of your lists just say so and we'll wait to talk about it later um i predict no overlap <laughs> i agree or for me yeah it it may not it may work out where we'll have no overlaps for the first time because i think we usually have at least one overlap but um that said uh cory i think you have something to say to our listeners i do okay so we are going to have spoilers if you don't want to hear them um potentially because you want to see these movies and you haven't already seen them go to burkreviews.com and check out our list first and then come back and listen all right you've been warned audience we are going to be talking about these movies and there's a good chance we will reference things that you may not want to know especially if they are things that um really appeal to us so be warned um if you listen uh you may hear things you don't want to hear um now my again my list is a little different um because i do love pixar and i do love disney animated films 
Um, while they're on my honorable mention, I'm going to go ahead and say I took Toy Story and Moana off of my list. Um, I love both of those films. Uh, Toy Story, I actually could even put the whole trilogy down as I love the trilogy. But um, I decided to go non-Disney films for my animated list. That is not a requirement for anyone else. So, But my number one movie is a movie that I feel like kind of got lost in the shuffle. But um, when it came out, I took my daughter to see it. Uh, she was very young. I think she was only three um, when we saw it. And it's uh, from 2007, Surf's Up. Um, Surf's Up stars Shia LaBeouf, uh, Corey's favorite actress, Zoe Deschanel, um, John Heater, and, uh, hold on, Jeff Bridges, um, which is the big one, really, because he's essentially playing the dude um, just as a penguin. Um, and it's it's a, a movie about penguins. Um, one who, who uh, Shia LaBeouf's character wants to be a surfer, like his hero, Big Z, and um, looks you know goes out to uh, a surf competition with very little skill, and ends up finding his men, the guy he looked up to, his hero, Big Z, who uh, trains him. Um, and it's really compelling. It's funny. Uh, it's I think it looks great. Some of the the surf sequences are really awesome. Um, the water is beautiful. Uh, they did do a sequel this. Uh, I think it was technically last year with uh, straight to DVD with uh, WWE tied into it somehow. Um, not sure how the WWE and Penguins worked out, but you know that's that's what happens with live action anime or not live action. Sorry, uh, straight to DVD releases sometimes they don't make sense, but. Um, I, I actually uh, really enjoyed Surf's Up. It was a movie that I didn't expect to have so much uh, fond memories of. I haven't seen it for a couple of years now, but it was one that I really loved, and I watched many, many times with Taylor when she was young. So um, my number five, Surf's Up. Uh, it, it has been a long time since I've watched that, so I don't know. I, it, I think I've only seen it even once. I've never seen it. Not surprised. Uh, that's kind of <laughs> that was one of the, the, my main motivations for for talking about it was I do feel like it was uh, overlooked. It has a sixty four on Metacritic, which isn't super high for an animated film. I mean, they're not biased against animated films, but um, considering this is uh, sixty four is a very positive score on Metacritic, um, and this film I think is uh, family friendly, but it's got a lot of great humor in it. Um, you know, there's uh, it's just it's just fun. And again, hearing uh, Jeff Bridges kind of be the dude as a penguin works why is brie larson coming up for surf's up uh she might be in there somewhere but um mine says zoe deschanel for the main character i'm scrolling mm-hmm. through scrolling through oh, i do not look. see brie larson weird okay where where are you looking on imdb yeah i was on imdb and it was like showing photos from events for the movie and it's like brie larson at surf's up and i'm like was she maybe um like with somebody she's she's, she's the captain marvel of the penguins <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't see that on my IMDb, but um oh wait, maybe is that her? Maybe she's Zoe Deschanel's BFF. I don't know. Yeah, I, I see her at the event. Zoe's... Oh, sorry. Uh, I see Brie Larson at the event, but it doesn't say why. It just didn't seem like a Brie Larson kind of movie, so. Well, don't put her down. Was... She does all sorts of stuff, but um. I'm not putting her down. <laughs> she might have been dating Shia LaBeouf at the time or something, though. Who knows? Oh God. Uh, hey, <laughs> he's still a good actor. He's just really weird. Um, he's very weird. Let's, uh, Corey, you're, uh, I was, I don't know why I was thinking you, um, did you go second last week? I can't ever remember. All right. Well, who wants to... I think she did. I think she did go second. Then Mike's going to go second this week. Mike, what do you got okay. for number five? All right. So at, at the risk of making my list, the complete studio Ghibli, um, list, um, I will say that the, I have three, three out of my five are from that studio. Um, so with that said, let me go ahead and start with this one. 
typically that studio's um, known for you know lighter. Not well. I mean, some of them has dark moments. Princess Mononoke, I know, is one that's pretty pretty violent, but really, really good. That's not my pick. Um, but this particular one, Grave of the Fireflies, um, is not at all light in any way. I've mentioned it before, and it's it is a difficult watch it's set in the time period at the just about the, at the end of world war ii when the japanese are surrendering to the allied forces and it basically gives you the final fate of the main one of the main characters right at the beginning and wow. um, and just spoilers he dies dies of starvation mm-hmm. and this is not an adult character it's a child and so as someone is kind of and then it kind of pulls a citizen cane kind of like thing where he says you right see back. how he got there and someone someone uh one of the other characters what happens is he picks up a little box that's around by this and in essence releases the spirit of his dead sister who died before him and then it goes into the flashback seeing how they get there i didn't realize that there were two live action um adaptations of grave of the fireflies i i don't know that i could watch either because it was just i've watched this one twice and that's a lot already it's Uh. um i mean i i really don't know how i would do with a live action version of it and they've you know they've made two of them um it's uh, given the subject matter i think even part of the problem is is and see we're seeing and uh, let's go with the kids from stranger things daphne i've forgotten her last name daphne from logan Mm. um that played extra uh, that played laura yep um you know i'm convinced that there's a factory where these younger actors can pull off so much more than what, what seemed possible and i think that was one of the concerns that correct one of the story writers or the person that created the story had that how could you know they get a child to perform these kind of the, what they had to go through <laughs> Um, it is not light watching anyway, in any way at all. Um, just be sure to have, I would say, have something in, in, on deck to, to be uplifting uh, because it's just so hugely affecting, especially when you deal with children and the, the kind of stuff they had to go through. And it's pulled from, uh, I don't know if it's an, an, an amalgamation of things that, you know, from a true story, but I, I can't see where, you know, I could totally see where this could have happened. Yeah, um, as predicted, I haven't seen that. Um, it is, if it's Studio it's Studio Ghibli, you said? Yes. I have a plan to see all of their movies, um, as I've heard great things from time and, uh, time and time again. It's just, they're, they're actually coming down in price. I've seen a lot of them on Amazon for under 15 now. Um, I just haven't been snagging them, but I, I need to start. Uh, it's definitely something I want to, uh, remedy. I've only seen Spirited Away, which don't tell me if it's on your list or not, but that's the only one I've seen, and I've only seen it once, so I didn't feel like I could justify putting it on my list yet, so that's why I'm bringing it up now but plan to watch more um so i'd be down if you want to have those on the movie club to see them because there are a couple of their films that i've been wanting to see also and i've also noticed that about their prices even at like target and walmart um recently because those used to be like 30 or like 32 bucks each yeah so um but i don't know if i could handle this one though mike it's it's not an easy watch 
at all. I would almost have you read the spoilers mm. just to know what you're getting into. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Uh, that was called Something of the Fireflies. Say it again. Grave Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah. The word grave and actually that is grave, nerve-wracking. Sorry? The word that grave is in it makes it even more nerve-wracking as a you know animated movie. Like, ooh. Well, it, 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 the whole part of this, it's the scene where they've had, they're, they're going and uh, through what they're going through and find a place to stay and happen to have a bunch of fireflies collected so they let them out for light and as after they fall asleep when they wake up the next morning they're all dead and then the little girls kind of question well, why did they have to die and then further beyond that why did mom have to die and it's not shown for sure um, but because their father was in the Japanese uh, Navy and it's figured it's assumed hate to use that word but it's figured that um, he is no longer alive either as most of the Japanese navy's been sunk oh so. man all right well Corey maybe your movie is more on the traditional animated side a little more lighthearted. Um, okay, so I didn't do what you guys did. I didn't leave all the Disney and all the Pixar off my movie list. I'm that girl. But this one is not either of those things. Ooh. It is actually DreamWorks. Um, and my number five is How to Train Your Dragon. Ah, okay. Um, and this one had slipped under my radar. I don't see... I've, I, like, will go see a lot of Pixar and, you know, like, Disney movies. I feel like Disney doesn't really make a lot of animated movies anymore. I feel like they're all Pixar, but... Um, they're all live action now. Yeah, they're switching it up. But um, I went to see this one because the second one was coming out, and our mutual friend talked about how great the second one was. Ah, yep. So um, I had to watch this one before I could go see the second one, of course. But um, I really like Toothless a lot. Yep. I just think he's great. But um, Hiccup, the 15-year-old um, Viking that is trying to win the favor of everyone in his small community, um, is trying to also trap dragons, but he ends up becoming friends with Toothless, which is a really cool little black dragon who can retract his teeth. Um, and they end up finding out that these dragons aren't just stealing their livestock and their animals. You know, it's not just them being dragons. They're having to um, take them to um, Red Death, another dragon, or he will kill them. Mm. Um, so, and then um, by the end of the movie, they can all kind of live in, live in harmony. They're no longer like hunting the dragons. Um, the dragons and the um, Vikings are living together. So in harmony. Good. Yeah. In harmony. Um, yes. It's got quite a cast too. Jay Baruchel is Hiccup. Mm-hmm. Um, Gerard Butler, uh, America Ferreira, Jonah Hill, Christopher Mintz Plassey, TJ Miller, and Kristen Wiig being twins. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. It's got quite the cast. Um, and it, it is really good, actually. It's one I don't own either of them. Um, the second one I enjoyed quite a bit, though. Uh, my daughter and I went and saw the second one in the theater. I think we rented the first one. Um, mm-hmm. there, there are two movies I would like to add to my collection at some point, for sure. I remember John really enjoying this. I think we went... No, no. I remember him specifically stating he didn't want to see the 3D because he does not get along with the 3D um, versions of films. So I remember that. But he I, he really enjoyed it. And I, it's funny because one of the kids on Stranger Things, his nickname's Toothless, isn't it? Um, I don't know if they... They, I don't think it's the nickname within the friends. Not same. It's not a nickname. It's the the derogatory statement that the bullies call him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and yeah. Dustin's my favorite. Dustin's great. I love Dustin. Oh, I'm not saying there's. A... No. Yeah. No. 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 He's great. I know He's you're great. not. Yeah. Corey's just mad that they picked on Dustin. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got there. You know. They did. L they got, got theirs. Yeah. Big time. 
All right. Um, okay, good pick, Corey. It's a, and not a Disney movie, so there you go. Um, Thanks. I went with a very recent film, um, so recent that it's from this year. Um, and it's a movie that was basically made for me, and it is the Lego Batman movie. Could there be a more Jonathan Burke movie than the Lego Batman movie? It is full of things that I love, uh, great jokes, um, all Batman-oriented. Uh, you have some really great voice acting, particularly from Will Arnett, Michael Sarah, and Rosario Dawson. Um, Ray Fiennes as Alfred Pennyworth. Uh, I mean, you just, you know, which all that made me do too, by the way, is I want Ray Fiennes to play Alfred in a live action Batman movie now because he was so great as Alfred in this movie. Um, it is basically an hour and a half or however long it actually is, um, hour and 44 minutes of Batman fandom, uh, on screen. Um, and it, it was pure joy. I had a, such a blast. I was physically acting like a little kid uh, at moments. Like my hands went above my head and applauded at least three times out of sheer excitement for the joke they had just made. Um, my wife and daughter both loved it. And uh, it's not it's not easy to get my wife to go to a movie, much less a Batman movie. So the fact that she came to see this on her own free will um, was a good sign. And it worked for all of us. And of course, that's coming from uh, the Lego movie, which is great, too. And I think critically more acclaimed than the Lego Batman movie. But again, this movie was made for me, a crazed over Batman fan who has on his walls in the room. He's recording this podcast, tons and tons of Batman memorabilia. So, um, yeah, this movie was literally just perfect for me and I had a blast watching it. I, I figure out, yeah, this, this is you. And it's funny cause we just had that conversation about the, um, unnamed train store place where you park and get your goods person. Remember? Yep. Do you remember? Yep. And, uh, that, that they did not care for your Batman or yeah what the, I can't remember exactly the, what they said you just told me uh, it's like I guess you could say a uh, employee of the store that brings your groceries to the car for you and um, she looked at my Batman shirt because they're trained to make small talk with you while they're helping you with your groceries and um, she's like I like superheroes but I don't like Batman and that got her a nice three to four minute lecture about why she was wrong and <laughs> Yes, uh, but, and I figured you should have gone into Shang, uh, what I said for you to have done is gone into Shang Tsung mode and gone, your soul is mine. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I um, I I was polite, mind you, because my goal wasn't to scare her. My goal was to show her that she was oh, wrong. Oh, you politely uppercut her. Wrong. I wanted to convert yeah. her to the Church of Batman, and so. <laughs> I had to. I don't think you know, that's a church, sir. Anything apparently can be according to Family Guy because he started a Church of the Fonts. So, I'm just saying, you know, hey. what what would Batman do? Is a legitimate shirt that I own. I'm, you know, it's it's one step in the right direction. So, and we could all do. What would Batman do? Now, granted, we probably shouldn't go around breaking people's arms, but sometimes, you know, did sometimes. they did they deserve it? <laughs> I mean, you know, Batman would say yes. So <laughs> they littered. I just want to say I finally got to go see Logan today. Oh. And I walked into the theater and Billy usually goes in before I do. And I'm like looking around because I know where we usually sit and I can't find my husband. So I walked out of the theater and we were in a ginormous theater. So I had to walk a mile <laughs> again to get out of the theater because I was like maybe I went to the wrong one because um, I actually got there in time to watch the trailers today I felt like oh, a real wow. human nice. um, and then Bill finally comes in and he's like I went into the wrong theater and I just sat down and I was thinking this is such a long trailer and he had actually 
accidentally went to Lego Batman. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, and he like sat in there for like four or five minutes and then finally got it. Um, but I haven't seen this movie, but I like Will Arnett. Oh, Arnett's great. And if you did, you see the Lego movie? No. Oh, uh, Corey, you must you must en- endeavor on these Lego films. They're actually really great. The first one particularly uh, has this meta element where it does tie into our world um, in a very uh, very cool way, which they did not shoehorn into the Batman movie, which only made it better um, that they didn't try to mimic their success with the Lego movie. They told a Lego Batman story. Um, it, it's great. It really is. Uh, even for non-Batman fans, I think if you've seen any of the Batman films, there will be a joke in there for you. But if you're at least familiar with the character, and if you like movies about family, um, ultimately that's what this movie's about. It's about dealing with grief and realizing that family is not uh, genetics. Um, and those are two traits that I hold very dear. So um, that's my number four. Corey, what, uh, oh, no, 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 no. Mike, what is your number four? You're going to skip me? I, I messed up the order. You were going to skip me. I'm sorry. Man, my number four must not count. <laughs> um, well, here we are back again. I am back with a Studio Ghibli film. Mm. And I remember I only have three, so that means there's only one more left after this one. Got it. Um, but I promise you that there's at least um, two other studios represented. One is o- only one of them is American. Uh, <laughs> but anyway... Uh, the Cat Returns, which I didn't realize when I was watching, it was a spinoff of another anime named Whisper of the Heart, which we own. Sadly, we don't own The Cat Returns from 2002, and we were fortunate enough that our library, our public library, has enough of a collection that they happen to have this. And I picked it up uh, whenever going through, you know, the sections. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, catches my attention. And we, our whole family loves this. We need to just buy that. I don't know that it's on Blu-ray. I think it's still only on DVD, which doesn't make sense. Which one? Um, the Cat Returns. It's on Blu-ray. So, Oh, excellent. So I didn't realize that. But the price is probably a little up there, so because we just talked about this particular studio. Um, but the film centers around an introverted um, student named Haru who can communicate with cats. And oh, it's so, Corey. What's that? It's, it's about Corey. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, it's about Corey? Oh, well, I didn't realize that she had accidentally saved a cat prince or prince of the cat kingdom, and she gets thrown into this whole new world. That doesn't involve Aladdin, different holy world. Um, And so as a result, her reward is she gets to marry Lune, the cat prince. And so it kind of flies by through that. There's, it's definitely a whole lot lighter fare. There's some serious moments and because she's not quite sure of herself, she's kind of going with it, but you know, it helps her build her confidence. And that's the other thing. And I don't know that I mentioned it yet, but Studio Ghibli is definitely got this tradition of having strong female characters and I, it's it is it's fantastic. I mean, they read the way, uh, and this will come up later. So maybe I'll save some of those comments. But uh, by the time you get to the end, it, it just goes by so quickly that you kind of it's that mark of a film for me where you wish it could continue. And there's all these other characters, uh, the Baron that shows up, who is actually the tying. Uh, he's like the R two D two and C three PO of the of these series because of this series because he shows up in the Whisper of the Heart as well. Um, there's, I think they could do a whole uh, bunch of other films with all these characters get, that get introduced. Mm. And there we are, The Cat Returns. All right. Uh, again, I have not seen it. Um, so I am two for two so far. Uh, Same. Yes. 
no. Oh for two. All right. Oh sweet, there it is. Uh, and <laughs> and Corey, uh, what is your number four? Well, here we go. It starts. Um, I recently rewatched this because I am going to see the live action. So my number four is 1991's animated um, Disney, obviously because that's what the list is. Beauty and the Beast. Ah. I appreciate her more now than I did when I originally saw this as a kid. Um, so rewatching it um, was just great. But um, I like who Belle is a lot. I like that um, she's smart. She reads books. Those aren't really things that are what are happening in her small town. She's like bigger than that town um, and aspires to more. And her dad appreciates that about her. I love that her dad's an inventor. Um, they're kind of outcasts, but people still kind of love Belle because she's beautiful, but she's so much more than that. Um, I just, I really liked it. And um, I don't know what else to say. It's I, well, I remember seeing this. I remember, I think, when Winter Haven still had the drive-in. Maybe we didn't see that there. But I remember I, the drive-in. The drive-in, yeah. It's sad that it's not there anymore. Um, yeah, I, I really... <sighs> Because some of the RAs that I worked with when I was still in college, they had the, that song that Gaston and to see girls singing and manly Gaston voices is just really kind of funny to me. <laughs> yeah, and um, I, I, God, I don't remember the last time I watched this movie, but I, I definitely still remember it uh, very well. Um, I love the, uh, the the side characters are, are have always been my favorite. You know, um, Lumineer or however Lumiere, however you say it, um, uh, and Chip and and Mrs. Potts or whatever. It, you know, I don't remember all the names very well. I know I'm in the ballpark. Um, so yeah, I, I am looking forward to live action. I do need to rewatch the animated um, one and see uh, if it holds up. Of course, you know, the last thing I remember seeing about it was several years ago we went to Disney and they have a uh, like a stage show of Beauty and the Beast um, where they reenact major scenes from it. And that was what? super enjoyable. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's in the Magic Kingdom. Someone, my students said it's still there. I haven't been to the Magic Kingdom in quite some time, um, but according to them, it's still there. So, I, I the other part is uh, I always forget Jerry Orbach from Law and Order played Lumiere and it's just oh. Lumiere, Lumiere. Yeah, and just it's sad because we really loved him um, in Law and Order, and just to see him, it's a different, it's a really different role for him. For sure, I'm excited to see you and McGregor do that one. Oh, is that who takes over for? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, and I forgot who the clock is, but he's somebody famous too in the in the live action. But all right, um, look it up. Definitely a good pick, Corey, uh, especially considering we're doing this list because of the live action version. So good job. She met us, or she excelled us. She did. Yeah, why can't I spell fantastic mystery? All right. So my number three is a Wes Anderson movie. Um, oh, I know it. <laughs> which I love uh, being able to have a Wes Anderson film on my animated list. I'm I'm really hoping that uh, Tarantino film number nine will be animated so I can add it to my list. Um, <laughs> but... But uh, it's the fantastic Mr. Fox from 2009, starring George Clooney. Um, hold on, uh, Meryl Streep, Bill Murray, um, Jason Schwartzman, uh, and then a guy who's not famous in a, in a as an actor, but Wallace Waller Darsky, um, who plays Kylie. Um, he is, if I'm not mistaken, that is the possum. Um, 
And I, I've shown this movie uh, for I think the last three years to my students, uh, maybe four, and it's it's exciting because it's one of the easy Wes Anderson films to show because he doesn't curse. Um, it does have one of my favorite uh, elements of a, of a cartoon who Wes Anderson didn't want to change his style. Um, and there is cursing in most of the Wes Anderson movies. So instead, the animals curse, but they use the word cuss. Um, to curse and so there's a scene of are you cussing at me are you cussing at me you know and uh what the cuss did you just say like it's it's great it's hilarious it gets the point across um it's based on a uh Roald Dahl book if I'm not mistaken um so Charlie and Chocolate Factory and BFG also Roald Dahl books that have been turned into film um it's it's a very fun uh story it's definitely got an Anderson vibe to it um it's a it appears to be claymation although I'm not 100% sure I haven't done any research on how they made it but I love the look of the film um it might be my favorite George Clooney performance to be honest uh I, I just I love the character that he plays as Mr. Fox. Um, it's just he's got this thing with this uh, he clicks and then woohoo like that's his like catchphrase or something. It's uh, it's just it's Wes Anderson quirky. If you're a fan of Wes Anderson, it's a must see film. Corey, I know I got you to watch this film not long ago. I, I yeah, I just went and bought it um, and I enjoyed it very much. I wish I'd have seen it in theaters. I'm not sure why I missed that, you know, but um, I'm also really not a big fan of George Clooney. I'm when you said it's his best, your favorite of his roles. I'm having a hard time thinking of other ones without searching. That's awful. <laughs> How many strikes does she get, Burke, for that? Well, I don't know. I I am a fan, although he he had to earn uh, my fandom because he did Batman and Robin. So um, <laughs> he he lost I mean, me for a long your, time. That's not a top performance of him. Definitely not. Um, it's not. I try to act like it doesn't exist, like the prequels. Um, but oh. uh, I like him in the Descendants a lot um i love him in oh brother where art thou and oh yep um definitely uh in this movie so and honestly while he's not as major of a character as expected he's really good in hail caesar as well um playing kind of a dopey uh starlet uh well starlet's the wrong word but a dopey star um and oh my god and i'm sorry i just blanked out and from dusk till dawn so just never mind me i need to revisit that movie i have not seen that since i was in high school so um yeah, but that is my. And it has Quentin Tarantino in it. Yes, in it does. It. Yep, and he uh, really emphasizes his foot fetish in that movie as a foot is shoved in his mouth. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know, Tarantino's got a thing with feet, everybody. So, um, Mike, have you seen Fantastic yeah. Mr. Fox? All right. Well, you can lambast me if you want. No, I haven't. And I think part of it's because had I known and been aware, usually I'm more knowledgeable. I try to be that Wes Anderson was involved. I probably would have just take my money now and I'll just see it. But it, I, I still haven't watched it. So. That is one I, I say is a, a blind buy, um, especially if you're a fan of Anderson's other films, because um, it's amazing to, to, that his tone can come across in an animated feature. Even his look, you know, the color, the color palette he uses in most of his films, even that is in this film. It's, it's lots of uh, dark browns. It's very natural looking. Um, there is the faded quality to it. Uh, William Defoe, Willem Defoe is also in this movie, by the way, and he plays a rat, um, like a, a French rat, if I'm not mistaken, too. So it's, yeah, it, it's a must, man. Um, if you if you like any of Anderson's films, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox manages to convey his usual tone and quirkiness uh, just with animated figures. So 
Well, and you know I am a fan. I'm yeah. Bottle Rocket. I was there from the beginning. Yeah. And Owen OG. Wilson does show up. Wes Anderson but... OG. <laughs> He's not in it for very long, but he is in it. Owen Wilson oh, plays. Oh, he does? Uh, yeah. Just a small role, but he does show up. So, um, Not Wes Anderson. I'm sorry. Did I say Wes Anderson or Owen Wilson? I, f- I meant to say Owen, Owen Wilson. Wilson. Okay, good. I'm feeling yeah, a little I heard, uh, I heard Owen. So, my bad. Okay, yes. I was right then. I wasn't Luke? wrong. Luke? No, Luke is not in it, but Owen does show up. Oh, Gwyneth? What about Gwyneth? No, Paltrow is not in it. Oh. <laughs> I Man. love her we as need, Margo. We need, we, oh, yes. We need her to huck some uh, jade eggs. Oh, boy. Um, let's move on. Uh, Mike, <laughs> what's your number three uh, animated film? Oh, is it my turn already again? It is, I know. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so this is uh, my first American represent, my only American selection. So America, cuss, yeah. Um, ooh, that could have been a pick. I just thought of that. Uh, anyway. That would have been an animated <laughs> film, I guess. <laughs> I actually haven't seen that one the whole way through, but that's oh. not my pick. Um um, this one is, precedes Vin Diesel's role as Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy fight. I forget how many years he plays a robot weapon from Origins Unknown that's discovered by nine-year-old Hogarth in 1957 in the midst of the Cold War. The Iron Giant obviously has some clearly defined anti-war messages. I didn't feel, I don't know, people might disagree with me, but I didn't feel that it was overly heavy-handed. It's... Uh, it's apparent. It's very glaringly apparent that that is where it's going with it. I didn't feel it was too overbearing with it. Um, for me, some of the themes are definitely very reminiscent of T2 Judgment Day, where a child is teaching something intended to be a mean a weapon of mass destruction to have a purpose beyond what they're originally intended for. Um, there are things that are might get missed by you know the younger audience. It sticks. It bears paying close attention to, and you know when it gets to the end, you know you think something's happened to the Iron Giant, and then you find out more. Uh, it's one I need to add to my collection. I think we had a VHS copy at one point because we just between my son and I, I forget how many times we watched the Iron Giant. And I think that's the other thing you mentioned. You you're with your first pick right off the bat, taking your kids to see, you know, taking Taylor to see uh, Surfs Up, and again this was one John and I had. Um, if uh, I'll, I'll already say you already know that Disney Pixar is, and I'm uh, for me that would have been probably Finding Nemo with Abby, ah. you know. But again, that wouldn't that didn't none of those made my list. Got it. Um, this is a, a big strike because I've never seen Iron Giant, and people always <gasps> give me crap for that. Um, I enjoyed it a lot, but I haven't seen it since high school. Um, oh, wow. When I was kind of talking about this list with Bill, he was like, Iron Giant. And I was like, I really like that movie, but I can't speak to it a lot. You know, um, I definitely need to revisit it. But um, it's definitely my favorite Vin Diesel <laughs> performance. So, Whoa. Is it, he's such isn't a great actor. It funny? <laughs> well, it's very but. minimalist. I mean, in this, you know, uh, he doesn't say family. What, uh, did you guys watch the? The Samuel L. Jackson redoes. I sent the link. I haven't I yet. Think. It's been on my my to do list for the last two days. Um, okay, where he reenacts his role with the late late show guy James Corden. And the, yeah, the, the he, there's a Vin Diesel thing where he, he just says one or two words, and Samuel L. Jackson's like, "That's your Vin Diesel." He's like, "Yeah, that's what he said." <laughs> you know, he's very it goes monosyllabic and nothing. I, I, I'm despite the anti-Fast and the Furious kind of deal, I 
I like Vin Diesel. I thought he was great in Saving Private Ryan. You know, and I need to rewatch that. So, but I got to anyway. say, in um, Billy Lynn's long halftime walk from last year, which I found to be quite boring overall, um, Diesel's character was well acted. I, I felt a little odd, but nonetheless well acted. And I love Groot, um, even though he doesn't necessarily bring anything to that performance. You know, I do love Groot. Um, you know. <laughs> But, I mean, the there's a lot of work that had to be done because you could just say the same way, but it changes the inflection a lot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but when you say that, it sounds kind of like pandering. Like, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's like, Groot? 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 I mean, how many? Like, it, it must have been 10 minutes tops in the booth. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not, it's not like he put a lot of stuff that in was this. A well worked 10 minutes. Yes. Uh, you can do a lot with 10 minutes. All right, so Iron Giant is one on my list I need to watch for sure. Um, I don't know why. It just I think it was that cynical high school age when it came out that I was just like, whatever, stupid animated cartoon nonsense for babies. Um, and it just never worked its way into my... Uh, yeah, I, I was like that for a little bit. You know, I'm not saying I was definitely wrong, but as a high school kid, going to an animated movie was not appealing, um, except for South Park, uh, which I think might have been 99 as well. But, um, <laughs> but uh, all right, uh, Corey, what's your number three? Okay, um, I've talked about this one before. We've talked about this one before, but I couldn't leave it off because I love it so much. Um, it is from last year. Kubo and the Two Strings. Hmm. Ah, very nice. Um, uh, let's wait and talk about that one later. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, sorry. Sorry, Corey. I don't mean to steal nope. your thunder. Um, that means... Hmm. You'll know where it is. You just because, had to go and ruin okay. it. Yeah. My, my number two is Shrek from 2001. Um, I... I love Shrek. Uh, there's so much greatness about it. One, Cameron Diaz doesn't always do a good job. Um, in Shrek, she does a great job. She works really well as Fiona. Mike Myers is um, one of my saddest memories of a ki- as a kid because he he's kind of gone away in recent years. Um, I, I'll do Donkey. That I'll do. Yeah, but I loved uh, I loved the Austin Powers movies, particularly the first two. Um, I loved So I Married an Axe Murderer. I loved Wayne's World one and two, <laughs> and um, I love Shrek and Eddie Murphy as Donkey. Uh, they're they're a great duo. Um, realistically, I could have picked any movie except the third one. I don't like Shrek the Third. I do like Shrek Forever After. Uh, I like Shrek uh, Shrek Two or whatever. The, if it's just Shrek Two, but I went with the, the first one. Um, it created a franchise. It's a lot of fun. Uh, gives you an interesting anti-hero. Uh, very sympathetic and relatable in a lot of ways. Um, and so many quotes. I mean, so many quotes. People still constantly reference the uh, the parfait, the layers, the onions. Um, you know, all from within that realm. There, uh, just a fun movie. Um, you know, there's a, it even parodies the Matrix at one point, where Princess Fiona is fighting off Robin Hood and his Merry Men, and uh, she she goes to the freeze frame double kick. Um, I, I I love it. I still love it to this day. It's still a classic. I tried to watch the Shrek musical on Netflix, and was completely creeped out by the guy's costume and had to turn it off. So did not get very far. What? <laughs> yeah, there's a Shrek oh. musical. Live action, it's a film, like, theatrical production. It's not a, you know, live action made movie. It's a, you know, they just filmed the, the Broadway musical. So you got to deal with that, too. So it's all, you know, on a stage. You're watching it like you're sitting in the audience, and it's... 
No, um, couldn't do it. So uh, it's it's pretty critically acclaimed, I think, as a musical, but I, I didn't like it. So um, one last thing, since we're talking about Shrek and Mike Myers, uh, the Baby Driver trailer came out today, um, which is Edgar Wright's new film coming out in August, wide release. It is currently, uh, it just debuted at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. Um, and I think that is in Austin, Texas. And uh, yeah. the uh, trailer, there is a scene, because um, it's a heist movie and there's a scene where one of the guys w- was supposed to have gotten the masks and uh, they had requested Mike Myers mask you know from Halloween but instead he oh. got them Austin Powers masks and he's not getting <laughs> he's not oh, getting no. the issue they're like yeah. we said get Mike yeah. Myers and he's like these are Mike Myers he's like no man Mike Myers like oh yeah this is Mike Myers like no th- like Halloween he's like oh you mean Jason it's just like, oh my that guy's fired I can't wait I love Edgar Wright so much I cannot my, wait to see this movie Um, I had to bring it up my, on the podcast so that was a good way to segue into it so Mike I, I gotta watch the trailer now then uh, Mike Myers mask on my bag baby so what do you guys think of um Shrek for my number two pick I enjoyed Shrek I like the little bits you know how they throw in stuff for the adults to catch mm-hmm. uh, I think that they did like the limerick kind of thing with the little uh, where they turn around and you think they're going to say something and they they don't cuss mm-hmm. actually I forget that part of the song wipe you your shoes um, wipe your fi- wipe your shoes and your you face <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> that's it that's the part yeah um, and that interaction between Shrek and Donkey and uh, it's yeah, it is a shame. Mike Myers could need. He was so on top of his game, and then oh, he had to do was it the Love Guru? Love Guru is really where he fell off. Um, uh, I blame Justin Timberlake for that. Um, but really, no, not really. It's a it's a it's an Awesome Powers movie that's not called Awesome Powers, and it's it's bad. Justin Timberlake is in it though. He plays a hockey player uh, in the film. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I did see it. As I said, I was a Mike Myers fan, so I gave every movie he did for a while a chance. I missed a couple of his smaller roles, um, although I still remember uh, there's a movie, I think it's Gwyneth Paltrow, where she's like a flight attendant, and Mike Myers... Uh, from from the top? I Maybe. I never saw it. I just remember the trailers for it, and the um, you put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. It has <laughs> been a quote I've oh. used for ever since that trailer. I've never seen the movie, but I love that line that he delivers uh, so much that I've used it time and time again. So... Um, that's my number two. Corey, you've said nothing. Do you like Shrek? Um, it's okay. It's one of those movies. Um, my, my dad loved it, so he would, like, watch it all the time, because he was an Eddie Murphy fan. Ah. Um, so, it's good. I would not go out of my way to ever see it again. Oh. I saw a couple of them in the theaters, but I can't remember. The one that sticks out the most is Starbucks oh. are everywhere. Uh, I think that was the second <laughs> one. You know, I just realized though, I just blamed Justin Timberlake for ruining the uh, Love Guru, but he legitimately yeah. ruined Shrek the Third as his character in it is the reason that movie doesn't work. <laughs> so, oh, hey, no. um, I, I, weird connection that Timberlake's in two Mike Myers movies and I don't like either of them. And I do like Timberlake, so I'm not even, you know, just weird. Maybe he's not meant to play uh, a alongside Myers. I'm not sure. All right, uh, Mike, what's your number two? All right, so see, when going into it, I figured, and I forgot about Beauty and the Beast, but I figured the impetus for the episode was my number two pick. 
which is from 95 ghosts in the shell ah. i re- i distinctly remember previews of this popping up on our video stores preview loop tape uh then sh- it showing up on the catalog to add to the store inventory you know and not previews because previews is comic book stores but i forget wait we, we get you know vendor catalogs and whatnot and this was one that i i very distinctly remember saying this is one to get for the store and i want one for me because if it were a bigger studio film you could get them at a certain cost and your return on investment is pretty good because you're getting these for such a small amount but being that this is not being that this is coming over from japan it didn't have a huge american you know theater release it did there um you know this was going to cost and at you know video store clerk salary it was i was very much vested in sight unseen just other than the preview in it i still own that copy even though uh, never mind the fact that i don't even have a vcr in my home anymore i don't even know we're not even in the garage um the influence that this film has had on other films the ones that it borrowed are just i i know the matrix owes a lot to it um, it's set in the year 2029, where our world is very data oriented, and you know it's this was 22 years ago, and it's very interesting. Even though we're not, be you know we don't have ports where we can jack in and be connected that way. I mean, just one of the toughest things to do is sit at you know dinner and not touch our phones. And so even though we don't have a port connection, I mean some of the stuff that was talking about then was you know it was already right on and 95 wasn't quite the time of smartphones yet um anyway so because of that there are divisions that are created to police people wherever you know wherever they're plugged into and it has to do with hacking and it's very involved and very action oriented and definitely not a for the kid my kids haven't watched it um it's this is for some people the pinnacle of what an animated film can bring to the table and even though it's not at my number one um you know it's it's right it's my penultimate but um i wish i could have seen this at the big screen that would have been something so i'm really excited you know (laughs) funny because you know they're coming out with live action I, I, the trailers seem to be right on. I'm really hoping, really hoping it doesn't go the Eon Flux route. Doesn't look like it, but we'll we'll see. Hoping for the best. Well, I hope you're coming with me to see it opening night, because um, I will see it uh, the Thursday night that it comes out. Um, yeah, I think I need to for that one. And actually, I think uh, Taylor and I are going to try to watch the animated one because I think it's on Stars right now. Um, yes, yes, I'm in the middle of it again. Yep. Yep. We're going to try to watch it uh, over spring break before we go see the live action one because we've not seen it. And so, so far I'm four for four with your movies and I'm kind of thinking I'm going to be five for five because I think I know you're number one and I don't think it's the one I've seen. So, um, all right, Corey, uh, have you seen Ghost in the Shell? I have not. I really want to see the new one. Um, so I feel like I should watch it. I hear very mixed things about it, though. Really? People either else. love it. I've only heard a couple people that don't love it, but um, are those people? I don't know. With, you shouldn't be friends with them anymore. Though. Are those people that <laughs> uh, don't like anime though? Because um, no, one of them I'm not really sure about how much they go into anime, but um, one of them is like likes anime. They're not like have to see every one of them, but um, they like kind of intro- like tried to introduce me to some that I can't even remember now that are a little I think less popular. I don't know. Ah, so but, they're um, anime. 
well, Ghost in the Shell is like like mainstream anime. Like I think, mm-hmm. um, when I whenever people have mentioned anime to me, Ghost in the Shell and Akira are the two that usually get brought up um, immediately. Uh, and then there's like the hipster anime who don't like the popular ones. Um, they only like the obscure. Like, oh, have you ever seen this thing where the vampire Fair is enough. a robot and he eats the uh, oil of another? I don't even. Yeah, you know, that's oh, just no. if that's not one, it will be in ten minutes. So. I feel um, like you should make that a thing. Yeah. So, you know, and then there's like Dragon Ball Z is was super popular for a while. And I feel like that's super overrated, mainly because they stretch everything out for so Too long. Too long. Uh, it's to be 10 episodes. I it totally really missed that boat on that one. So I couldn't talk to that one. Ah, I, I, I hit it. It came on Cartoon Network when I was in college. So I, like everybody at the dorms were watching it. Um, high school yeah and, and so either before or after was also so sailor moon so it was like yeah. stop all right so Corey, then what is your number two my number two you took off of your list i couldn't leave it off because i love woody um <laughs> it's 1995's toy story um i just think it's i i love this movie um i forgot i was only so and so years old when it came out i couldn't believe how old this movie is um i've enjoyed the i've seen i think um i I know i saw the third one in theaters and i cried um but i too like the whole trilogy um when i come and visit again we have to go to disney and i have to get my picture with woody um so that's a thing but um i'm trying to think of what else to say and because i recent not recently but i think at the end of last year i rewatched this and i liked seeing the um like the mutant toys that why am i blanking out on his name the mean boy um yeah not spike it is spike yeah oh, okay i'm pretty sure it's spike if it's not spike that's his dog it's something like that um right, I, I really like that part with the mutant toys where they thought they were evil but they were really just trying to help and they were being tortured so yeah no d- definitely um one of my favorite animated films ever uh i love the whole trilogy the third one i think has the most emotional attachment to me I, it really hit home um the idea of growing up and having to leave your toys behind like really uh struck a chord um but the first one is is so classic uh you know it's essentially a road trip um story as buzz and woody uh get you know on this big journey that they didn't mean to kind of go on and it's great uh definitely would have been on my list it was it would have been number two on my list if i hadn't um removed it because i was not using any disney films so and i forgot that woody was kind of mean to buzz so yep (laughs) a little murderous a little jealous a little jealous uh well had i had i not had so many others to pick from it's really tough to narrow it down to just five Uh, i know i have a a previous co-worker of mine messaging me you know they were curious and they're just shocked that not a single disney one made my list or honorable mentions because there are other ones i mean disney's gonna get people to watch their stuff and yeah that the ones i'm mentioning you have pretty good sized audiences but not necessarily ones that everyone has seen so i want that's the kind of thing i do to be f- but toy story is a great pick um i'm not a tim allen, tim allen fan honestly I, I just i never got into home improvement at least not past the first one or two seasons but he and tom hanks and all the rest of the cast every everything works so well and it's amazing that i've seen that studio you're right. Jeez, oh, that seems like forever long ago. 22 years ago. Um, 22 years. 
So and Toy wow. Story Four is in the works, everybody. Um, Oof, no, stop. Leave it alone. Hey man, Toy Story Three is great, so I don't care. Um and that, that should have ended it. Just be a trilogy. No. Um <laughs> I I love Wood D. Um so Mark uh, that tape. I'm gonna edit that. I just wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> I had some Oh, isn't Disney connected to Studio Ghibli as far as their American distribution? Yeah, right? yeah. So they are. So technically your movies are all Disney movies. Well, three of them. No. No, not technically. <laughs> I mean only on that sort of technicality. Technicality. All right then, everybody. We're on our number ones. Um, Corey, get ready. My number one film <laughs> is Kubo and the Two Strings uh, from last year. Um, I don't necessarily think it's the best movie ever made or anything like that, but it, it resonated with me emotionally. Um, I loved the story. It is very. It has a video game feel to it, but man, the studio, uh, the Leica Studios know how to uh, make claymation animation come alive. It is easily one of the most gorgeous animated films I've ever seen. I love everything about it. And even um, the production side of it is just, it's astounding what they did to make this movie look the way it does. And so in that way, um, even if you are not as satisfied with the story as I was, or if it doesn't hit you emotionally like it did for me, just the visuals in this film are sunny. And many people would, if they're going to pick a Leica film, would have picked Coraline. Uh, you can listen to our movie club podcast that Corey and I did with Coraline, where neither of us were as blown away with it as other people were. Um, we don't dislike it, but we didn't love it. Um, I, I actually like Paranorman uh, more than Coraline, and I still haven't seen Box Trolls. But Kubo was the uh, the crux for me for like a it's the it's the one that made me my jaw drops at moments in this film and how gorgeous it is. So you add in a pretty extensive voice cast, even with uh, you know Charlize Theron and Matthew McConaughey being you know controversially chosen in a film that is clearly set in an Asian culture. It still works, and uh, yeah, I showed it to my kids already um, at my school, uh, my students. Um, it, you know, it's a film that I will watch time and time again. So, Kubo and the Two Strings. I don't have too much to add, but agreed. Totally beautiful. I love these scenes, especially um, with the sisters. Yes. Um, and with all of the lanterns, there are a couple of different scenes um, that they have the lanterns in, and I just think that they looked amazing um i also loved the storyline wasn't um i feel like with kind of japanese um culture one of the reasons why i love um like for foreign horror films so often and especially like um i used to watch a lot of japanese um is because they included so much folklore and i i felt like it made the stories much more intriguing um and I felt like that with this as well. I loved the Moon King. I can't remember all of the characters in the film, but um, I liked Charlize Theron. And, oh, yeah. Um, I liked Matthew McConaughey. I can understand what people are saying. And I was a little nervous. I love Matthew McConaughey. I love him. I don't even care. Um, I was a little afraid that he would be a little too Matthew McConaughey in it, but I thought he did a really good job. Um because it took me a little bit to realize who he was, actually. Oh. Um, yeah, because I didn't real I don't know. Um, this movie I kind of went into because it was suggested to me by you and our friend. I think you did as uh, well. Yeah. Oh, I very much did. I, I, I raved about this movie. I yeah. mean, it was in my top five of 2016, much less animated films. So. I couldn't remember if you like suggested it to me. And that, you know what I mean? I didn't remember yeah. at what point you suggested it was suggested um but i'm really glad i saw it in the theater i had to purchase it i needed to own it so if anyone hasn't seen it they definitely need to check it out yep 
I, I highly recommend it. And Mike, I, I know you've seen this one, right? Yes, I need to watch it again. Not because I didn't like it. I just need to actually really watch. I think I watched it distracted, and that uh, again, really good. I just have others that I had to pick from. Oh yeah, and. I'm thinking maybe folklore is the incorrect word I should have used. I like how they tie their culture in to mm-hmm. their films. And I feel like I'm digging myself in a hole. No, is it not white American? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Mike. Uh, Mike, what's your number one? Uh, well, you said you think you know what it is. So I'm curious what your guess is. I was leaning towards either Akira or the um, the wind movie that you had told me to watch and I never watched. No, that's Howl's Moving Castle. Um, it is. Uh, I, that's not the one I'm talking about. Um, I cannot. Think I will called. tell you that Akira is on my honorable mentions. Okay. So, my other one. This was the first Hayao Miyazaki film I was ever introduced to. Originally titled for American release as Warriors of the Wind. So yes, you are correct. Um, and had an altogether different American voice cast for its original American release. Finally, and we it's funny you mentioned the cost of getting these because I finally broke down and spent the near $30 for Blu-ray version copy of my own. It was a Blu-ray DVD, I think digital. I'm hoping digital. Either way. Um, of Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Yes, that's it. Um, yep, that's the one. I finally got it on Blu-ray last year. It filled a massive hole in my anime collection. I don't have a large anime collection, but this one is one I needed to have. One of them, and I already mentioned it, one of the many redeeming qualities, because there's so many in Miyazaki films um, and works, are the inclusion of competent, independent, well-rounded female characters. This is this is her Nausicaa is that I, you know, not only is she a princess, she can fend for herself. She's a warrior. The uh, you know she loses her father in one scene and that fight scene. Um, I use this as a hero's journey because we did um, a novel study, not on this, but a different novel. And coming near the end of the year, and one of the toughest things to do, and is to get middle age school, middle school age students, to just settle down to watch something. This one, once they, because a lot of them hadn't seen anything like this, they haven't seen, they have no idea. And some, even those that have anime knowledge, this may not be one that they'd gotten to. It was, you know, pin drop silent, and that, you know, just the way they got into it, just was like, whoa. And I'm talking, these are some kids that have seen some tough things. Um, you talked about how Kubo is the beauty of it and how they put it together. And this this is all old school animation, you know, no CGI, no cells. I mean, no, um, you know what I mean? Where they composite. Yeah. Uh, the One of the things where they did with um, Ghost in the Shell is they did do traditional animation and they, they did a composite and they did a couple of different things with it to put it together. And um, it works really well. Uh, and they didn't do that. They didn't have that for Nausicaa, the Valley of the Wind, 1984, way back when. I didn't realize how old that was, um, mm-hmm. but uh, that's one I meet uh, one of many that I need to watch. But um, that's one that I've been planning on watching for sure. Okay, so Mike, I yeah, I haven't seen this one. <laughs> yep, I've seen none of yours. I was hoping Spirited Away Zero. would make it on your list, but when we got to number one, I was like, crap, I don't think Spirited Away is on his list. So that was the one I thought I would have seen, but no, I've seen none. No. Um, so yeah, strikes for Corey and I. Neither of us got our our guess right. 
how close were you guys with? Uh, I forget. You're zero for five. We're both over five. Or um, oh. it's, you're pretty sure, yeah, over five. Zero. Yep. Corey I win. I don't know what I win. More Studio Ghibli films is clearly what we're learning. Um, so, uh, okay. Well, Corey, uh, you get to finish off the list. What is your number one? Okay, it's Disney. Um, it is 1950s Cinderella. Oh. Um, Cinder Cinderella is my favorite princess. Um. And hmm, I kind of have a little bit of conflict with that sometimes. Um, but I love that no matter what is happening to her, she still remains kind. And um, she could become very, oh, she could get mean with the things that um, every, that keep happening to her. She, you know, loses her dad, her stepmother and her stepsisters are awful to her. Um, but then it's a fairy tale, of course, and she gets she gets the prince, um, and she's not in that horrible situation anymore. But I think that the movie is beautiful. I love the music in it, and I love um, all of the mice. <laughs> and boy, am I blanking out on my favorite one right now. The Gus. One. Yep, the fat one. <laughs> I wasn't going to use that word, um, but I love Gus so much. Um, and, and I don't know what else to say. I, could, I forgot this was made in 1950. Well, um... I gotta say, first, you're wrong. The best Disney traditional princess is Rapunzel from Tangled. And then no. the best princess <laughs> overall is Moana. But that's no. if you ex- include all of the obscure, not traditional princesses. So, um, but Cinderella is a classic, obviously. Uh, it is not the first animated feature, which I'm surprised none of us picked Snow White. Snow White, no, yeah. Snow White is the first animated feature film of all time and one that many people love. I find it to be tedious and boring. Um, oh, I like it. I, I can't sit through it as an adult. I've tried a couple times. We actually, I think we bought it when it came out on Blu-ray and um, I don't think we've ever watched it, but we bought it for like the collector's you know, mindset. Um, and Cinderella kind of feels the same for me. I, I like it more. I, I find it more um, entertaining. It's it's more fantastical than Snow White is. Um, you know, with the, the fairy godmother and stuff, there's more fun magic in Cinderella, so it, it's more enjoyable overall. But um, yeah, I you know I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, I think since Taylor was super young, we watched it last. She's not a big fan of the old school Disney film. She loves most of the new stuff, but I think pre Little Mermaid, she doesn't really get into any of them. I forgot that Little Mermaid was made in '89. Me guys. too. I thought it was after Beauty and the Beast, and it wasn't until I recently that I put it together. I was like, wow, no wonder I loved it because I was only um, seven when it came out, and I had the, the cassette, the cassette of the soundtrack, and I listen to it all the time which is um the the directors from moana directed little mermaid so that's, it might go to show why i love mm-hmm. moana so much so oh, yeah and that would explain a few things based around the ocean mm. yep yep they do like their ocean um fish beware uh Okay, well, that is our top five animated films. Um, we'd love to hear yours, so if you want to, you can tweet at us um, at Burke Reviews. And, um, I'm at Burke Reviews, and Corey at Corey R Star. Two R's on the end. And Mike, I'm at Server Monkey. I have a couple of honorable mentions to mention. Oh, we will do that, of course. Uh, did not mean to imply that we would not. So yes, um, listeners, if you want to tell us what your lists are, but um, you can tweet at us, like I said, or email us, or um, find us on Facebook. We are available on Facebook. If you search Burke Reviews, you can uh, like the page and post a comment there with your top five movies. Um, going into honorable mentions, my honorable mentions, um, I have uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit from 
Um, Love that movie. <laughs> even though it's a hybrid. See, and I didn't know if we had the criteria because that's mixed. I watched a good amount of it again yesterday, and I'm like, and even it it holds up. And it does. what they did with the eye lines and all the it's amazing. And I really, but because it was not fully animated, I didn't know if it would fit the criteria. I, and I didn't even include it in my honorable mentions. It's just, wow. Yes. Yeah, it's just it's amazing. And I forgot Robert Zemeckis directed it. Yeah. And, um, you have, uh, Christopher Lloyd, um, who is great as the villain. And, um, somebody pointed out to me that, uh, Zootopia is one of my students actually has made this claim that Zootopia is essentially who framed Roger Rabbit, um, without the live action elements. So it's not as impressive. Mm. Um, but you mm. you have the detective duo that are you know, mismatched the uh, the um, the plan. Yeah, I yeah definitely see it. There's definitely a lot of parallels. That. Yeah, I was very I was like, oh, I would never have thought of that, but I agree. Um, Tangled, uh, Tangled's on my honorable mention. Sorry, Mike, I didn't mean to cut off the Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, discussion. Well, I was gonna say it's their it's their Force Awakens of uh, animation. <laughs> it reboots. Um, <laughs> but uh, Tangled is on my honorable mentions. I think it is one of the best uh, Disney movies in the last ten years. Um, very enjoyable. Uh, I love the uh, the love story in that one as well. Um, Mandy Moore is great as uh, I think it's Mandy Moore who is Rapunzel. Um, Big Hero Six, um, mm-hmm. which was on my top five at one point. I did pull it off earlier before I decided to go non Disney, but I do love Big Hero Six uh, a lot. Um, and then South Park, which I haven't seen in years because I kind of fell off of the South Park wagon when I had a kid because I didn't want to confuse her with cartoons that were appropriate versus inappropriate. Um, but I, I loved the South Park movie when it came out. You know, it's a musical essentially. There's some really funny songs. Um, it's it's just it's pretty great. So those are my honorable mentions, Mike. What do you got? All right. So I mentioned Akira, uh, Spirited Away. Spirited Away was on my list as well. A long time ago, I forget which podcast, but I mentioned from 1973, Fantastic Planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it yeah, it's just wow. And that so is a, I, on the Criterion Collection now. Yes, yes, that's that's the one. Awesome. Um, from 1986, and this is because it goes back to my 13-year-old self, Transformers the movie. Oh, nice. Way back when. And then from the 82, I, lo- I need to read the book. I loved this one, um, The Secret of Nim. Ah. I've, n- I've never seen that one, I don't think. Um, Don Bluth, some of the work he did, and I didn't want to go the Land Before Time route because it just, they dragged, uh, they made so many sequels. But the original one was fantastic. I didn't make that on my list, but Secret of Man was... I want to throw uh, Brave on my list real quick, too, actually. Um, I feel like Brave is an underrated Disney uh, animated film. Um, I love Brave, so just going to throw Brave out there. Uh, Corey, I have I have Brave on my honorable mentions because Merida oh, is awesome. She is awesome she is great and again i feel like she gets lost in the mix and maybe it's because she doesn't have blonde hair but anyways maybe technically um, a princess i know but she's she's a she's awesome yep she is a awesome princess yeah. she's a cussing cussing awesome yeah she's a bad cussing um so i have up inside out Brave, Ricky Ticky Tabby. I did put Land Before Time, guys. Oh, Ricky Ticky Tabby. Wow. Yeah, that hit. I hit a childhood <gasps> nerve there. Um, the Rescuers uh, and Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> so nice. Mainly, you, you know, another one that I missed. I'm sorry. Um, the um, Watership Down. Ooh. I don't know that one. Okay, so that's another one, Mike. We haven't seen. 
Yep, you know that's a that's a trend. It's okay though. It's it's a, it's all good. I feel like there's a bunch I'm forgetting. Um, like I did look at a cool list on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. They had top 100 movie uh, animated movies by their Rotten Tomato score, and Inside Out was number one on their list. Um, uh, adjusted for something. It doesn't say what it's adjusted for, but the the scores are adjusted. But um, Rotten uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, had Inside Out as number one, which I really like, but I I don't know that I want to sit through it again. Like it's not because it's bad. It's just, it's emotionally heavy, and I don't know that like if I could deal with it again. It is, and I can totally understand where you're coming from with that. But I feel like it's so important because oh, it is. I feel like people are always told to just be happy. You know what I mean? But there's, I just, and I love the cast. Oh, too. the cast is fantastic. I mean, the most obvious would be Lewis Black as Anger. Uh, could not have been better cast, um, as that has been his whole like- career. Um, yes, I mean, oh, and even um, Amy Poehler as as happy or joy um, makes mm-hmm. perfect sense as she is. She does come across as so bubbly, um, especially as uh, if you're a Parks and Rec fan. Such a oh, such a great one. Bill Hader. That's... Yep. Which Bill Hader has done some great voice acting in general, though. He's in a bunch of stuff. Uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is actually pretty entertaining, um, predominantly because of Bill Hader. So. Hmm. Um, all right. Well, that's our list for this week, guys. We'll be back next week with another list. Um, if you need another podcast to listen to, of course, you, uh, Corey and I do a weekly movie review podcast called Burke Reviews Movie Club, where we pick a movie, watch it, and then review it. Uh, this week, we're doing Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, last week, we did District 9. So that podcast is up now. If You can listen to it. Um, and if you want to give us your reviews of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, we will read them on the podcast. And again, you can tweet at us at Burke Reviews or at Corey R star two r's on the end um and mike if you we've offered if you're able to watch eternal sunshine this week because we know you've not seen that one as well you could always record the podcast with us uh this week if you're up for it for, uh friday that's when we normally do it yeah friday at uh it's late and we do it we're coming up on spring well you know we're, spring break oh uh, technically yeah we're coming so that that's a help that also helps sell it there you go um I need to watch that because I'm long overdue. Well, uh, I don't know if you have access to it. I have it on DVD. Um, so if you would want to. It's not to... streamable anymore? Oh. No. It it's taken gone. off. Yep. Um, but. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah, All right. Just, just throwing this God, out there. Oh, you, you could do a uh, live podcast recording with me and we could watch it Friday night and then record the podcast with Corey at 10. Um, Bar- barring any plans which i don't think because we because uh, we talked we're going to actually vacate for spring break oh that's right uh just for a little bit not for very long um that sounds uh, we need to do something like that okay we need to make it a night make it scarface Ooh. and eternal suns uh, yeah yeah i could i could figure that out um all right okay. well then guys thanks you for doing the podcast and listeners we'll be back next week all right bye guys bye peace <laughs> <laughs>